the mystical flight of the arrow traveling downrange, searching for its next target. The thrill of chasing the elusive whitetail buck as it slips through the tall oaks. That encounter with a bull elk that is so close, you can feel its breath. The hair that stands up on your neck when you hear that long-bearded turkey gobble in the spring. It's our passion. It's our tradition. It's Backwoods Bowhunter. And now, it's time to go full draw in the backwoods. Full draw Rut Palooza, second uh, edition, second episode of the Rut Palooza. This is Friday, November eleventh, and um, hope everybody's doing good and out there getting after it, chasing deer. So um, today should be a good day or a start to some good days, anyway. So Illinois, at least here, I mean, I can't speak for everywhere else in the country. Illinois, we finally had some temperature change and. cold front moved in so hopefully that triggers everything fires it up for us all and uh, i know a lot of like i said in the last one there's a lot of good deer that are falling i'm seeing pictures uh, of some pretty good bucks and uh, phone my phone continues to go crazy with with tracking calls i actually I, I could kick myself for this one kind of in a way i was actually in the stand hunting and i got a call so i didn't answer it but i texted the guy back um he was about an hour and a half away from me, and I really didn't want to go that far. Um, shot one. He told me on the phone that he thought it was a high shoulder hit, so I didn't sound, you know, I just I wasn't very confident in the fact that the deer was dead. So um, that, and I didn't want to go an hour and a half away, and that, and I was hunting, so I, I just I declined it. And uh, that afternoon, actually, uh, this afternoon, Friday the 11th, so this call came in this morning. Bear with me here. I'm trying to get through this. Came in this morning. And then this afternoon, I get a text from him. Hey, I found it. And it's a picture of him with the deer. And it, it was a good one. It was a good one. So I would have loved to have took her down there and put her on it. But it just didn't sound right. You know, the, the way the information was being given to me, it didn't sound right. But anyway, um, definitely an exciting time to be a deer hunter. Definitely an exciting time to be in the deer woods. And definitely an exciting time to be a, uh, a deer tracker with a, with a canine. So, um and lots of calls, lots and lots of calls. And, um, you know, I, I'm pretty, sele- you've heard me say it, I'm pretty selective on what ones we go on because, you know, she's only six months old. So I'm trying to be uh, cautious and, and not just, you know, I want to try to put her on sure bets, you know. So anyway, uh, this is Palooza. Like I told you, uh, basic uh, idea behind this, as we've talked about, is doing little 10, 15-minute shows where we give hunting updates and uh just throwing out some content. So hopefully uh, you're enjoying listening to them. Um, if you've listened to them yet, got to get Mike back on here uh, to do some for his hunts as well. Um, try to get that done this weekend, but um, more than likely going to be over the phone. But we always have him on the soundboard. I'm one of them basic bitches. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, brother. Uh, so Mike's not in the studio, just me, but. Um, We'll get some content from him, too. So these segments are brought to you by JNS Sense, always fresh, never frozen. Um, you're going to hear, hear in this story how I could have used the chill pills, but I wasn't thinking. And um, 
So, yeah, check out the chill pills. I use the Scrape Rage gel in my mock scrapes. You can find JNS Sense at jssense.com or call directly 618-614-4051, and Jeff will take good care of you. So Friday, November 11th, my morning hunt this morning started off with uh, 48 degrees. Um, according to my phone, 48 degrees, but it feels like 40 degrees with a northwest wind of six miles per hour. So where I decided to hunt, I was hunting the wind as I try to often do. And um, I got in, I was in the stand by 525 or so in the morning. And I uh, got all settled in, and, and if you listen to the last Palooza episode, no, I did not knock my rope off to the ground, I did not knock my gloves off to the ground, and I did not wear my Crocs to the stand. So I actually, uh, uh, somewhat anyway, was on top of my game. Um, and so I, I'm going to play the sound bite even though I wasn't a douche. Oh, what a douche <laughs> I am. Right. So I, I typically still am, but Okay. Well, I noticed as I was sitting in the tree, the my, the tree that I was in was rocking. Like it was, it was moving pretty good, swaying around. And I'm like, man, it, you know, for a, a six mile per hour wind, I'm moving around quite a damn bit. So I looked down at my, at, I, I used the Onyx app. So when I opened up the Onyx app and looked at the wind, it had changed to 13 miles per hour. So just in the time that I left this studio to walk out there, we went from six to 13 by the time I settled into the tree, but that's all right. I mean, it, it was okay. And it actually settled down a little bit as the, the day progressed. Um, but still it was kind of, I don't know. I get a little nervous with the wind blowing like that. I mean, I'm, I'm harnessed in and, and feel safe up there, but, um, it just feels awkward when you're sitting in your tree stand, the whole tree above you swaying around, but the only movement I really had that morning, which surprised me, uh, I, I don't know what it is with this property. So we, we've been here, like I said, for, I've said many times, we've been here for 12 years and I have killed a couple of deer in the morning here. Um, but not many Oh, for, for the most part, I think every deer of most of the deer I've killed, most of the hunts that I see good quality deer and good quality bucks are always evening time. So I'm not sure that in this property is just a travel corridor. You know, they do, they do have a water source here, but I, they don't really bed here, and other than my food plots, they don't really feed here. I'm certain with the to the west of me, I've got uh, quite a bit of ag, and to the north of me, I've got quite a bit of ag. So I'm kind of semi halfway surrounded with agriculture, and I know those are their feeding zones, and um, so I'm more of a travel corridor, and it just I typically pick them up more in the evening for whatever reason. But I did have as I was sitting in my stand, it was about 6:40 uh, a.m. I see a doe come walking in and it's just a solo doe and she's cruising straight to me from the north. So, you know, no, no alerts from the wind. You know, I had the wind in my favor here. And as I said in the last, uh, Rutpalooza, I, um, uh, I was going to take a doe in October and it just didn't work out with the, the temperatures we had here in Southern Illinois and, you know, business schedules and so forth. Just couldn't make it happen. So I'm thinking I, I don't have a whole group of does here. I just have a solo doe. So I'm not going to blow up the herd, so to speak, you know, by taking a shot at one of them. Um, this might be a good one. Go ahead and just get this one done and in, in, uh, in the freezer. So the steer comes in at 15 yards, and that's when I realized it's not a doe. It was a little button buck. Now I'm talking half an inch a horn. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
you couldn't hardly tell at all until it was right on top of me. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't take the shot because I didn't want to use one of my buck tags. Uh, we only get two bucks in the state of Illinois, you know, during the year. So I didn't want to fill one of my buck tags with a little button buck. Although, if anybody knows the answer to this, let me know. Um, I couldn't find it, but a buddy of mine told me that in Illinois, you can use an either sex tag, uh, or basically what we'll call a doe tag for lack of better terms here, on a buck if the antlers are three inches or shorter. Okay. I have never seen that, and I've, I've been a, a bow hunter or deer hunter in general for over 30 years, and I've never seen that. So I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I, I'm not familiar with that. So if anybody knows, please let me know. But nonetheless, I, uh, I let him walk by, and he moved out of my life, and I didn't see anything else that morning. So that brings me to the evening hunt. Um, that evening, the, the temperature had only fallen two degrees. So when I went out, I say evening, but it was afternoon. When I went out that afternoon, it was 46 degrees, uh, but feels like 40. So that remained constant. However, the wind increased. Now we had a northwest wind of 17 miles per hour. So, I mean, just those north winds bringing in that cold air. So I hunted a stand that I call Deepwoods Creek. Um, right now I should be calling it Deepwoods Dirt because it's it was dry as a damn bone. There's, I mean, there's been no moisture here at all. So um, I went to that stand because I know I know their travel patterns in the evening. I know the direction they're going to be coming from, and as they're moving to feed. And um, I'm catching them in the mornings too. I want to. Uh, kind of come back to what I was saying earlier that this isn't a really good morning hunting location and it's not but as as they're going back from their feeding pattern into their bedding pattern in those mornings I'm seeing them but I'm seeing them only on camera at like 4 30 in the morning five o'clock in the morning it's like they're moving back early and it's been kind of weird but so by the time I get into the woods and get daylight you know they're already gone um of course that all changes all that changes during the rut that's uh you can't really follow those rules anymore because it's no holds barred and, and anything can happen at any point in time during the day. So hoping that, um, you know, with these cold temperatures, we see a lot of that. But anyway, the, the point of this is, um, I know the direction they're coming. <clears throat> so I'm playing the wind in that stand and I'm sitting there. It's about three thirty in the afternoon. And, um, I stood up to kind of stretch my legs a little bit. And as I stand up and I look behind me, I see five does. Didn't even know they were there. Uh, now they're, when I say I see them, they're probably 50 or 60 yards behind me. I'm like, well, hell, you know, there's a whole group of does there. Didn't even know they were there. So they start working their way towards me, but they have managed to, as they entered my property, they managed to somehow circumvent me altogether, made a loop in behind me and came in behind me. So now I've got the wind at 17 miles per hour hitting me and pushing right to them. They weren't what I'll say necessarily alarmed Um, they weren't stomping or anything like that, but you could see them raising their nose up in the air. Like, you know, what is that? You know, they were cautious. I'll I'll go with that. That's where I wished I had brought my little container of chill pills because I would have sprinkled that out on the ground and that would have helped to mask my, you know, what, what scent I was putting off. Now I do use ozone. Um, so I don't think I was putting out much, but, um, the chill pills would have definitely helped. And like I said, they weren't alarmed. Um, They were just cautious. They still moved in pretty close to me and (laughs) much like, uh, much like a previous hunt. So I had five of them there, all of them, 
almost all of them were in about under 40 yards to me. I had one at about 20 and one at about 30. And all I needed was the one at 20 to take about a step to to my left. Um, And then I went to the the one at 30. I needed to take about two steps to my right. And they just didn't do it. It was like a standoff. Um, They just stood in that spot and didn't move for, it felt like, you know, a few minutes. It may have not been that long. But every once in a while, if they didn't have their nose in the air trying to pick up what they were smelling with me, they had their heads cranked behind them. And... I knew that just because pretty much all five of them kept looking behind them that I had a, a strong feeling that there was a buck that was moving towards them. And, you know, that's because I've just seen that over the years. They're constantly looking on, you know, whitetails are constantly looking over their shoulders anyway. But during the rut and during these cold temperatures, you know, they're looking behind them to see what males full of testosterone and, and getting ready to chase them down. So I decided that uh, probably wasn't going to go ahead and take this shot on these does anyway and to see what comes in rolling in behind them. Um, so after a couple minutes, they start to move on, and here comes the buck. <laughs> and uh, when I first see him, he's just a spike, and he's only got three legs. Well, he's got four legs, but his, his front left leg was just dangling there. You know, he's not even touching the ground, just kind of dangling there. So I don't know if he got hit or what happened to him, but – I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I just let these five does walk for this little guy. So it took him. He, he, not that he wasn't in a hurry because I'm sure he would have preferred to be up on the tails of those does a little bit quicker than what he was. He just couldn't be in a hurry. Uh, he was on three legs. So I'm watching him work his way through the woods there, and he gets, gets really close to me. He's probably 15 yards from me. And I, for a split second, I thought about, hey, let's just help this guy out kill old three leg and uh like there again i didn't want to use my buck tag on a on a little spike so i i let him walk so that was my uh that was my friday morning november 11th or and friday evening november 11th hunts um had a blast i mean it was so fun just uh, i love being out there and just i you i don't even have to go with a bow i mean i could just sit there and watch these deer do what they do and i'm I'm enthralled with it um that's how you know it's in your blood it's in your passion so um had a good time just watching it all happen and i'm looking forward to this weekend i'm gonna go uh saturday evening and then all day sunday so uh should be a good time and uh who knows you know the next uh rut palooza maybe i'll have a a better story to tell with uh, an animal on the ground so y'all keep doing what you're doing out there have fun stay safe uh backwoods bow hunter can be found at backwoodsbowhunter.com um, we're on facebook and instagram at backwoods bowhunter podcast and contact me anytime via email at backwoodsbowhunterpodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> we'll get Mike on here, uh, as I mentioned, uh, talk about some of his hunts. I know he's out there getting after it, too. So um, hopefully we have some good stories to tell um, other than just, hey, here's a bunch of does. We saw them. They moved on. Um, can only get better from here, right? It's cold, and I love it. So you all know what to do. Grab your bow and get after it. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another Backwoods Bowhunter episode. Didn't get enough? Climb down out of your tree stand and get ready for another epic episode next week. The Backwoods Boys will take you back downrange for more bow hunting content.